The Where's My 40 Acres podcast is recorded in front of a Ratchet Studio audience. Fly south west, you can do two. My god, they're free, dog. Bags. Like, they're so fucking free, though. I love them. You can check bags in for free at Southwest. That's the only yeah, one, that's too. What I'm saying. So, you can technically bring four bags for free on a Southwest flight. <laughs> you got to do the math. Uh, yeah, I don't do the carry ons, and the carry ons bother me because they stuff like big ass suitcases up there. Oh, oh I put white people my do that. That's why. First I've, off, I've white people do that. I take book bags and camera equipment on the plane. I'm not about to let that shit go through. That makes sense. But people have a whole ass suitcase. It's always the oh, white yeah, man, too. Nah, the large one. Not the small it. one. The small yeah. carry on bags. Like, they have a little booth, the little bin for you to put your shit in if you somehow in 2019 haven't figured out how big your bag needs to be. Bro, they have people a measuring thing. That when you go buy suitcases now, they have a. Put your bag here if you want to know if it'll actually fit in an overhead bin. And, yeah. And there you go. So the reason why I asked this is because um so apparently Buster Rhymes got hauled off oh, Lord. by police um off of a, a British um airways flight because he was verbally assaulting and threatening passengers on this overnight flight and then he's it said it started when he demanded that the female passenger remove her bags from the overhead storage so he had space for his five carry-on bags. First off, what was he doing in coach? That was the first problem. What was he doing in coach? Hey, man, you know, leave your ego aside and do No, it says he was in back. first class. He's in first class. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. It said that um, after getting, in a, getting into a row with a passenger in first class. Here's the real question. Um, where was Spliff? <laughs> where, 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 where Goodbye. Where was Spliff? <laughs> where has he? I, does he? Because uh, that right, that's that's your that's your. I action. saw Spliff star two months ago. There you go. He wasn't with Buster though. He was with Buster. There you go. So why wasn't he this time? I don't know. That's it too. Those are the three other bags right there. Like we just said, they was flying Southwest. Yo, he he carry all them on. Hey, if y'all were on the plane, wow, <laughs> would y'all have laughed? If the flight attendant looked at him and said, Wooha, you gotta put your bags in check. I would still be laughing. I would be on the sir, ground on that sir, on the floor still sir, laughing right now. Sir. I would have never stopped laughing. Sir. That plays <laughs> not. 
that plays not take it off. I just asked the question. That's all I did. That plays not take it off, sir. Like no, none of us. <laughs> nope. No, the pilot can't fly right now. Like just. Bro, you know what it is though. It's not about the line. It's all about the delivery. Like she got to yeah, say you it. Got to right. deliver it the right way. Mm-hmm. It has to be. It has to be a very small <laughs> black woman who says this, and she stands on her tippy toes and throws two pointy fingers over his shoulders as she says it. Yes, pointing in the other direction towards chat. Yeah, that would be perfect. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Bruh. Oh god. It has to be an older yeah, black no, woman. I too. was reading this and I was like, five carry on bags. Bro, he got like eight mercies. That's the new thing now. Mercies. <laughs> he got like eight mercies. He got all his beats How did he in there. Get that far with all that shit is what I don't understand. Right. Spliff, nigga. Spliff. Where was Spliff? <laughs> Spliff was in coach. That man. <laughs> Oh God! Bro, he put he told That's Spliff terrible. he had to go to coach. He's like, yo, you know you got to ride in coach, bro. And then it, it made it worse because apparently he told her uh, she needed to move her stuff immediately, and she got. Then uh, he started screaming and she started crying. Mm-hmm. Big black man screaming at a little girl. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you something. If I'm gonna challenge you somewhere, if I'm if I'm gonna stand up for my rights, if I'm gonna stay, if I'm gonna go toe to toe with Buster, it's gonna be on a plane. <laughs> that's the safest place to go toe to toe with Buster. First off, it ain't enough room to fight. Like we couple both of us too big to swing our arms. We go both get stuck. <laughs> Just like which what you gonna do, nigga? We can't even walk fast through these aisles. What you gonna do? <laughs> you gonna end up throwing a punch at me, you gonna hit your elbow, somebody hair rest, you gonna hurt your elbow, you gonna hit your funny bone. What you gonna do? Because Buster big and he tall. Bruh, that is correct. Can Buster Rhymes fit his hands, both hands in his pockets at the same time? Is a real question. Considering what I saw when the, I saw him in split starts. See, I, t- I when still you, feel like if Buster got I thought got she was going to do a put your hands where my eyes can see, bro. No, if, if Buster <laughs> got bad in me, like, I would just literally just be making jokes out of his song. Bro, you have time. to. You have to. <laughs> oh, Buster, what it is right now. <laughs> Yo, Buster, this What's is going to be serious. <laughs> Before this get delirious, <laughs> I wouldn't even shot the healthy fear of us. <laughs> I'll just be like, you were funny when you had dreads, nigga. I mean, oh man, and not more attractive. Wrong. I'm not going there. That's not my line. That's not my line of thinking. That's mine. Bust to stand up and start yelling. You're like, get low, bus. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Listen, oh, they probably have to call me off the plane. Oh, damn, you're laughing too much. You're making too much breakfast. Do you so... not understand? Nigga. There's so many jokes just to be I don't understand out. how you can be serious with me. I, I feel like I would say so many jokes and I would look around and nobody would get out. At like, all. Nobody would be And you'd be like, no, this is waste material, guys. I promise. You gotta, you gotta fuss. You gotta cuss. You gotta fight with Buster like in his flow style, though. Like you just gotta get. Why the fuck you get mad at me? We both for the play, trying to fight. Can't you see? I'm like, <laughs> like nigga, what is you doing? I'm, I'm trying to out. I'm trying to out Buster Buster. Hey hey hey! I got five carry on. Give me some more. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, get your stuff out of. Get your stuff out of the bed. No 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 no. Hey Twan, you got in a fight with Buster? Yeah, I had a Buster bus, man. Buster bus. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. 
Yeah, yeah, you guys remember how Busta Rhymes was fully expecting the world to end in the year 2000? Bruh. Yeah, level event. Event, yes. Mm-hmm. And then he released Year of the Dragon. Is he? Did he ever release Year of the Dragon too? That sounds like the Cisco album called Year of the Dragon. He definitely released <laughs> something about a dragon. Damn, Cisco <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Cisco had unleashed the dragon. When was the last know? time y'all heard no. the song song? Because that shit still slaps. Bruh. Sorry. <laughs> I tell everybody that all the time. Like, the song song goes, was yeah. ahead of its time. Sorry. It really was. Man. When he hits that key change right at the end, that shit yeah. takes all the way off. I love it. <laughs> nigga was walking yeah. on the bitches in exactly. the video. <laughs> Yo, I forgot about the video. This is why we're not getting nowhere. He yeah. never stops moving. Iconic. Cisco's they, they was giving you blonde looks way before yeah. the, these kids are doing it now. Bro, he I'm never stops sidestraddling in, in that video. Radio now. <laughs> yeah, turn that shit up. The thong song still slaps, and I yeah, will hold on to that to the day I die. I mean, the beat yeah. was on. It was there. The whole song. The little fake uh, string sample in the beginning of it. Yeah. All of it. Everything. <laughs> Well, I think the, the whole, whole song is, is a banger. The Unleashed the Dragon album is still great. I, but, yeah, yeah. I, man. I'm that gonna... song is way ahead of its time. Yeah. Totally. Cisco was giving y'all looks way before these kids now. Tell me. Cisco is everything Chris Brown is, but better. <laughs> Bruh. Really I'm just always like, how come when Cisco sings, I can't hear his lisp? That was that just always. That's his secret ability, I man. Not, you, really give it, you don't even notice. It's like when people from the UK sing, I can't hear their accent. Yeah. Or like when Michelle starts singing, you can't hear her baby voice. Mm. Oh, I never heard her talk in real life. Michelle? Oh, yeah, she has a. She got a squeaky ass voice. Oh, very weird. baby voice. That is her oh, voice. Like horrible. that is literally her voice. And then she sings, and it's a grown ass woman voice. Is wow. Mm-hmm. I never knew. She wanted yeah. the strongest vocal. She got some strong ass vocal cords out here. They used to be Dr. Dre's girlfriend. I was about to say punching bag. Oh, well, that too. Damn. But um, he produced that whole first album. Did that VH1 movie about him and her, where it was just about her getting beat and him getting drunk and beating her? Well, he beat everybody. He really did, though. That wasn't nothing new, unfortunately. But then she like went. Uh, she went from him to Suge Knight. Man, Ooh. she married Suge Knight. Worse to worse. I feel like that's a prison decision. <laughs> like if you getting beat up by somebody, you gotta go find the other big nigga to hook up with so you can get some protection. So <laughs> that did not work. In her and then day. I remember her second album was called like Jury Time. <laughs> well, that's not. Nice. Oh, it's an interesting choice. Yo, um, switching switching lanes here. Did y'all hear about these white people that's uh disowning their kids so they can get financial aid to get into college? Yeah. What? I'm sorry. What? Yes, it, yes, I did, sir. <laughs> Nigga. So listen. And, I, and the funny thing <laughs> is, I'm not surprised because I've talked. I thought about this with a friend with a friend of mine who works at thing, but. We didn't do it this way. We did it using like foster care and some stuff. But yeah, it yep. works. So it's like so so this is the ratchet explanation. So basically, rich established white people are disowning their kids, which in actual court terms giving up guardianship. You said disowning. They basically are. They like that nigga ain't mine. And they're giving up guardianship like a couple of months before the kids turn eighteen. And they're giving guardianship to a lesser 
white family member in some cases so that when the kids apply for college, they can get more financial aid. Because they live in a poorer family? No. So what what it is, like, once they give up the guardianship, so you give up guardianship. You don't really give up custody. You just give them guardianship. Yeah. They're going to live with somebody else. And then the kid will then take that and then apply as an independent. Mm-hmm. So they use their so lack so now, of income. So, so now it's only on the kid because now that's not their legal guardian. They, and since they're not with the legal guardian, then it's just them. So wow, they'll people. get, yeah, man. You'll, you'll get more, they don't get use, more Pell Grants. You'll get yeah, more. Yeah, they get more money because yep. since if they're a minor, they would use their parents' income. Yep. But since right. they have no income because they don't have quote-unquote guardianship, that's what they do. I'm telling you, bro. Like they be saying, wild. they have sent black women to prison for multiple years for using a family member's address to send their kid to a better free public mm-hmm. school. And these white people out here, these lawyers, these doctors, are out here giving up guardianship of their children a couple months before the admissions process. Man. People to who get them financial paid. aid. Right. right. They fell from one the one very affluent neighborhood in about two years. I think it was two years what they said. It was about forty eight cases. Wow. Guardianship about four years. They about about four dozen. Mm, they know the game, boy. Wow. And it's funny because like like uh I think it was Dan who was like he he put the post of that joke up there and he put up there like but 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 what about food stamp fraud? <laughs> like, <'cause, laughs> it's like now nah, man and it's like That's crazy. It's rich like, white people is. getting more financial aid and be the first ones to complain about black people getting financial aid or mm-hmm. women getting look, financial aid. N- now, now I can kind of understand though, because they're sitting there being like, look, damn it. I did all this damn cheating. <laughs> and this nigga still get in before me. <laughs> they like, like affirmative action. I, dog, paid, like, I paid all this motherfucker. I paid mm-hmm. him. I ch- I gave up a custody to the turtle. I did all this shit. <laughs> they not doing It's, it's crazy. Was- Last year, they weren't taking their own tests and filling out their own admissions applications. This year, they're not even living in their own houses. Like, they just like, bro, we moved down the street for a hot second. We staying at a hotel. We staying at a hotel motel so we can get this financial <laughs> aid, bro. It's all good. And then when they get the financial aid, their parents go right back to supporting them. You know what so I'm saying? I've, I've seen schools where they had the kid, the kid was actually staying with the grandparent. Who probably like also stay, staying with the grandparent during the week, going to school, and then they they kick the kid out because they're like, "Well, your parent doesn't stay there," even though the kid was spending the majority of their time there. What? That's just you know what I mean. Ridiculous. I've I've seen I've seen that happen, and it's usually if it's always a black child going to a better school. Of course, like that's the, the to me that's like we're not even talking about black kids going like on some charter system type shit. We're not even talking about black kids lying about their addresses so they can get lotteried in for a charter mm-hmm. school or get into a private school where they would still be paying or maybe get a scholarship if they're insanely intelligent on some fighting forester intelligent shit. They can't be regular intelligent. They can't be, oh, you got a 120 IQ when you 11. No, they got to have like a 290 IQ at eight years old to get a fucking grant to go to a $4,000 a year institute. Where they giving cult and friends uh, financial aid because they saying they live in their grandmama house. Like, 
it's it, and then when they find out black people doing this shit, the first thing they want to do is start bringing up all of the advances and all of the government programs that we get that make our lives easier as niggas in America or any other person of color that they consider to be another nigga in America. And then you find out they doing shit like this. You like, hold up, you rich and you still taking money from you rich and you taking money from poor people. Not also right. be open to Walmart taking money from poor people where niggas are making decisions to walk across your sticky floor to get a discount because everything rolled back. Nah, y'all motherfuckers are taking money in collegiate institutions from poor people who hope that putting up $25,000 a year to get an education could afford them maybe a $35,000 a year job. Bruh. What? Y'all want to send black mothers to prison for 10 years for lying about their address. But y'all taking, y'all are going after grants that, that, that to the point where it's got institutions confused about why they cannot, why they keep running out of money. They're like, oh, we, we added another million dollars to the grant program. So we wouldn't run out of money for the financial aid students who, you know, have been awarded this for their struggles through school as, you know, being a, a, above par. And we keep running out of money. We can't figure out why. And come to find out it's because your, it's because your white friend's stealing it from you. That's just insane. Yep. That's like, just I, you know, I remember, like, it's one thing hearing, like, I remember when I was um, at the dealership getting my car and, um, like, I was wrapping up doing, like, all the paperwork and stuff. And it was, um, the like, the head financial lady in the office, she was saying how, um, you know, since she's been, I think she's been doing, like, the, you know, that portion, she's been doing it for years, but says that, what um a lot of like white families would do is they would they would buy a car and then they would put their like eight year old as a co-signer on there and pay the car off so by the time they're like legal enough to or you know able enough to drive and get a car they could they already they have this, this credit lined up this you know mm-hmm. auto credit especially lined up so they could pick any car they wanted off the lot. And, and you know, she, she said at first she didn't, she was like, what? And then she, when she realized what they were doing, she was like, I wish, you know, especially, you know, families that could afford to do that, like black families that, you know, she was like, if I knew that, I could have been doing that for my son. But niggas do do that shit. They just do it the opposite way. They put a right, card in their kid's I mean, name because but... they can't put one in there because they credit terrible. <laughs> like it's... Well, yeah. Like, I mean, I know that. But just, I mean, just the fact of even that part, like the opposite of that. Yeah, well, of course, we got people that do it does it negatively, but never thought of the other way around even for us to do. And they do the same thing with houses, too. They'll put their kids as co-signers for that oh, as crazy. well. So they got all this equity and stuff build up. So like, you know, that's like one thing, but to, to hear this, especially for families that have money and that means technically they're doing it because they make too much money and they, then they're ineligible to get financial aid. Yep. <clears throat> and to do that to, and they're cooping all this money while just like what we said, you got kids out here struggling to get financial aid and then they have to get loans and stuff just to make, just to make ends meet for a semester. <laughs> and that's not even including trying to figure out how they're going to get to the school, how they're going to pay for books, 
food and all this other stuff. That's just kids doing kids taking classes in like engineering and science and law and business. So they taking these difficult ass courses. They're doing work study. They're taking out loans with ridiculous interest rates because if you're a person of color, your parents probably have bad credit. And if they're doing the reverse of what we were just talking about, you also have bad credit. So you're taking out these high interest as loans, working work study, working another job and trying to maintain your grades in classes. Because if your grades drop, then whatever financial, whatever awarded money or grant or scholarship money you did get, you'll lose that. Mm-hmm. That's, and then you find out that it's these affluent ass white people out here doing shit like paying people to take the SATs and the ACTs for their kids, paying people to fill out the admissions applications for their kids that don't even want to go to college because they already got sponsorship from makeup people on Instagram. Then mm-hmm. this year, you find out that they're also pretending to not be wealthy to get their kids in the schools by giving up guardianship of their kids, not even like a couple years in advance, like a couple months before they would need to apply. That shit is, and after a while, it's like, you can't, you got to look at the people. You got to really take a, take a step back and look at who's actually really ruining the economy because people, especially during like political times right now, they're going to try to have all these conversations about how we want, especially Republicans and conservatives, we need less government involvement and we need less state and federal government involvement. We need to get rid of these programs because they're draining our economy and they're putting us in debt. And we need to stop exports and imports and all this bullshit that they will blame. And then you see that it's literally doctors out here that don't probably pay anywhere near as much in taxes as you do, given how much money they fucking make in a year. And not only are they skating through on that, so teachers not getting paid off taxes well, civil servants aren't getting paid off taxes well, our roads are shit. And mm-hmm. you also find out on top of that, like they are cheating the system to send their kids to college for almost free when they can absolutely afford to send their kid anywhere. And they'll be the first, they be the first motherfuckers to tell you that you need to pull yourself up by your bootstrap and stop blaming the system. And all of these people who haven't indirectly, you know, your life is what you make it. And if you want to make it to so-and-so, then you got to be so-and-so completely ignoring wealth and nepotism and oppression and systematic shit that has put people in positions not to be able to climb out of nowhere and actively holding people down by the throat with a boot. That shit is bananas that the people will get out here and actually try to argue you to your fucking face that that does not happen in this country or in the world, Craig, in the world. Like it's, it's insulting. It's why I can't even watch people like have debates like that. I'm not about to debate, debate somebody that absolutely knows what they're saying is complete bullshit. And there are mm-hmm. way more than enough examples to prove what's actually happening out here. Who's actually benefiting from these EBT programs and whatnot that they try to blame on other people. Like, Oh, niggas went to Walmart and brought a steak. You shouldn't be buying a steak. If you get in a government stipend, but look who getting all the government stipends. Like you can literally go right now and rent the wild, the, the was it the wild and crazy whites or whatever, West Virginia and yeah. see generations of white people that ain't never held down a fucking job because they're getting government sustenance and out here living off of it, buying crack, doing drugs, 
causing the police problem. So that's where your, your taxpayer money is going to them literally having shootouts with the police in West Virginia, but not going to prison for it. Or if they do get convicted and go to prison, it's surprise, surprise to them. They're like, I only fired six, six shots at that deputy. Why am I going to prison for 30 years? <laughs> you see shit like that. And then you try to blame other people of color for the situation that our nation is in financially for the fact that, you know, over a quarter of the nation makes under 30 some thousand dollars a year that people can't really pay their taxes or that we do that. We taking away programs from people who pay taxes all year that gives them less money in returns and allows the government to keep more of the money they paid in taxes that we don't actually see go anywhere or we know where it's really going. A huge portion of it is to the fucking military and some shit that we really ain't co-signing on. People struggling to pay rent. Can't even put a roof over their head. Hell, man, if you just had corporations pay the taxes they were supposed to pay. Nigga, Amazon did not pay taxes last year. We'll be in the black. Amazon did not pay taxes. Amazon. Yeah, there would be no, there would be no deficit. We'd be in the black if corporations paid taxes. These people won't take, like, these would be the same people that to tell you that they stand up for the country and they salute the flag and, you know, Kaepernick kneeling is such a travesty and such disrespect. These people won't pay taxes. These people steal money from their workers. These people steal money from the government. These people steal money from the people. And they don't, they really don't care about any fucking body or taking care of anything or making anything better for any fucking body. And then will lie to your fucking face and tell you that it's all there. America, America, it's bullshit. It's complete bullshit. If you actually cared that much about the country and you was making $166 billion a year, donate $20 billion to the fucking economy to make things better around the country because it's not. Yeah, don't donate. Pay your damn donate. taxes. But not even. Right. Just, but not even. But <laughs> not, you owe, nigga. not even yeah. paying your taxes. Because let's, let's be real about business shit. People who run businesses know that when you put, when you invest, it's all about investments. When you invest in certain things, you get back tenfold what you invested that's a lot of these business people do anyway so the fact that they be like well i don't want to give nobody nothing they give a whole lot of people shit that they get money back for if you invest in the economy you will make more money off of the economy and they act like they don't understand they absolutely do understand that but they also selfish and they don't care because they also know i can make more money doing this that, but it's, it's, in some situations, it's not even necessarily that they can make more money. It's just that that's the way the business works. And why change some shit that's working? Like, why switch it up? Yeah, if you paid, if you paid people more money, then more people would go out and buy things. And you could make more money off of people that have more money. But that might be a long-term thing. Or you might not see the kickback on that as quick as you would if you just stopped paying motherfuckers at McDonald's $15 an hour and paid them $8 an hour. Or did shit like with DoorDash, paying people $8 an hour when they get a $4 tip, taking $4 from their hourly and putting that tip in its place. So now you got the customers paying the money that you were supposed to be paying to them as their hourly wage. They do shit like that. Yep. They trying to skim every penny off the top. Panera does that too. Who does? Panera. If you do any catering orders, like the yeah. um, the drivers, if you do any tip that's, you know, how you do a catering order, you normally add the tip to the total. They don't see yep. any of that tip. It goes all it goes all to Panera. So the oh, only way they'll get a tip true. is with cash. They should do what other countries do and just get rid of tipping. 
honestly. But if marries they, with it, marries with a few countries, like just still, still does that. But if they do that, then they're gonna pay. Then people would make less money. Like if you, if you get, if you take, that's that's why it's so fucked up. Because that's where a lot of servers make all of their money from. They make it from tips. They ain't making it from the three thirty an hour that they getting at the restaurant. And then if they do, even well, if they did, tipping, they would have to raise the amount that they make. Yeah, but what? But what, but what are they going to raise it up to? What? What are they going to raise it up to? They're going to raise up the minimum wage, right? These people are making more than no, minimum no, wage off their tips. No, I'm not. No, but we're we're not saying that. We're saying that the entire whole system is messed up when it comes to that and the minimum wage and all that stuff. Oh, absolutely. Because you, yes. you, you have people who are doing service stuff, and not, no, no job is seen as enough to have a living wage with it, even though everybody relies on those things. People will say, oh, you just doing the service, then you shouldn't get paid as much. But every single person, no matter from what their profession is, depends on one of these services at Mm -hmm. some point. A lot of them multiple times in a day. So to sit there and say that there's not important, they don't keep things going is that like that's that's the inherent argument where other countries will some other and I can say every other country, but some other countries look at it and be like, nah, there this is the same. You should be able to live doing this. You might be able to live better if you got if you know something that's very, very, very valuable, but you also this is valuable because I need this to go every day. I need I go here and get food from here. Or I go out and I and I get stuff from here. And having that service worker doing that service is fine. It needs what I do. They have a live a livable wage, and they enjoy doing it. Like that. Like is every time we look at something in the economy, try to make it like we're going to change this and change that. And then we're like, well, this won't work, and this won't work. It kind of goes back to the point that the entire system is fucked up to begin with. That's but that's how they it do it from jump. Because the argument that you just made is, if you would have said that in a political forum, the Republican who stood up after you to speak would have immediately pointed at you and said socialist, socialism. Yeah, that's the, yeah, they, we know. They, they turn they spin that shit in whatever way they want to 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 demonize it, and it's disgusting that we can't have legit conversations and have a person stand up and go, no, you're wrong. Sit down until you have something real to say, because all you're doing is trying to detract or deter, and that's bullshit. Did you did you hear the episode of Reply All where they talked about like how government got into it to become uh, one of the biggest like tax filers in the nation? Uh-uh. So oh yeah, uh, TurboTax. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but into it is the company that that yeah. owns TurboTax. So essentially, and you should go listen to the episode because it's really really well done. Um, I actually started reading sites on that pro pro biblica pro 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 publica. Yeah, I started reading a couple articles in there. They were talking about the whole collegiate. Pro thing too. Is, is who um who who uh broke the, the college the cheating store. They broke no, a couple just, of stories. No, no, the one we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah, the college story. Yeah, they broke that and they broke some other stories too. That wasn't, but this one, the Intuit one, was one that they broke. So just just quickly, Reply All has an episode talking about how um filing your taxes online was initially the IRS was supposed to make it free. It was supposed to be free because a lot of other countries already do that. You can fly, mm-hmm. you can file taxes online for free. Okay. But what they did was they were like, we don't think that we would be able to build a system to do this. We don't have the patience to do it. And we really don't want to do it. So we're just going to get private contracting companies that already deal in tax filing and banking. Cause and into it was one of those companies into it. 
because it has TurboTax, just ended up becoming the biggest, like monopolizing the whole e-filing for taxes industry. But mm-hmm. what they were supposed to do was do this for free for customers. And they don't. Like they added all these stipulations. And then on top of that, there is actually like a free version that you can use where you can file your taxes for free. But before uh the this this site broke did the reporting on this and broke this and like broke this whole devious way they were running this business to constantly make money off people and give nobody taxes for free. You can even find the site where you were supposed to be able to file your taxes for free. And then the stipulations are crazy. It's like has something to do with either you being being a vet or being over a particular what? age or making a what? certain amount of money a year that's really that's, low. Because that that's how the that's how it that's how the government split it up. So the government split it up and said, Y'all y'all already have the services, y'all already have internet services, y'all do that. And then their deal with the with the tax place it was like we we won't compete. The US government won't make a website to compete with you all. So what it did was all these different tax services, like you know, like Intuit was one, TurboTax, H and R Block, all these other places that got tax services, you all get a piece of the pie. So everybody has a thing. So like if you make under thirty five thousand dollars here, or if you're on if you're elderly, then your free one goes to this company and everything like that. So they broke it up in pieces of the pie. So everybody had a piece of the pie. Cause I even remember like when I was listening to it, cause we used to do, I used to do TurboTax at one point and then I started making more money and I couldn't use that one anymore. Cause I, I went over to cap and mm-hmm. then, and, but into it, what they were doing was, so they had a, it was, it was, it's supposed to be like TurboTax, like free file. So what they did was they made a TurboTax free file, which is supposed to be like the free one you're supposed to get for IRS. They made like a TurboTax freedom, which is supposed to be for the military. They made a TurboTax free. So they made all these different ones that sounded the same. So you could quickly get pushed in there. And then they did, you know, good old internet trickery, like website trickery, where it would, if you went in there and said, hey, you want to file your taxes for free, it would give you this big thing, circle thing, like, you know, TurboTax free and had this big thing that makes you want to, it makes you go click on it. But the mm. one that's actually free is hidden down at the bottom and shit like that. Well, no, it actually wasn't on that the site like at that. all. And there, but there, what, what they did, they didn't even have it up there. They, it wasn't even hidden. They just didn't have it up it wasn't, there. It wasn't, they put a robot that so, text file in the website for the free one. So Google yeah. couldn't even search it. The only place that you could find the link to actually file for free, if you fit the 20 stipulations that were with it, was on the IRS website. That was so, the only wow. place you could find it. And if, and if, and like I said, well, I remember doing that because like, like Keisha does all she she do a lot of taxes, but she always goes to the IRS website and then goes out. So like we've never paid for taxes because mm-hmm. because you did it the way you're supposed to. But a lot of people, you know, you you see the commercials all the time with like TurboTax free and all that stuff. So if you go through there, if then you're supposed to be able to file free, whether you have no matter what kind of form you are, no matter if you're an independent contract and you got like seven different forms, you got your own business and you got multiple forms, right? But they made their TurboTax free since it wasn't really the one offered by the government. They said, if you had anything more than like a 1040, like a, like a 1040 easy or something like real simple, then you had to pay for that extra form. Yeah. They start charging you for got, services and, and a lot of people to pay. And my question to y'all, like you're saying that y'all filed for free, but so how does it, how does the free file shit do the deductions 
you know, relative to your situation, like if you own a home or if you have student loans or if, you know, you did charitable donations, like how is that? How I mean, are those yeah, you, calculated? you still, you, you still put all the same, like you still can use all it's the same the multiple forms. Form. It's just the normal 1040. No, yeah, we, yeah, you still use all the different forms, but all of that is still, is still free under the IRS. I mean, is who's calculating? Do they calculate that stuff for you? Or are they like, you get a tax break? based on this law that went into play because of this? Or do you have to do that, know that information yourself and do that calculation yourself? That's my question. No, they, no it's calculated all for you. Okay. So, cause, cause the thing that TurboTax does is they try to sell you this and I use TurboTax. It's just, it's easier. And I have a whole bunch of shit that I have to do now, but TurboTax will basically sell you on the, yeah, you don't have to pay for this service, but if you don't pay for this service, then we won't, do the calculations and you won't get all the the tax breaks and cuts relative to your situation. Yeah. So what, like what, what I found out and we, we just, again, we just had, when I listed, we just happened to stumble on it or he's just smarter than me is she's always gone to the IRS site and then let, and then got redirected from the IRS site. And that was remember like, like that was the only way that you could find it. So she always got the actual one, never the like TurboTax free going through their site. So that's how she ended up always navigating to that one. And the only thing that changed was they had a thing where if you made over a certain amount, you just couldn't use that one. And then it we went to like H&R Block's free one because we qualified under that one. I didn't know H&R Block and uh, Liberty or whatever did free ones because I remember when my I remember when my mother told me how much and of of course like my parents raised me up to be a child that made ended up coming out here at IT and making more money than they did which you know that's the dream for black people now um when they told me how much they paid to file their taxes every year I just looked at her and I was like what I was like I've never paid I've never paid over like 50 bucks to file my taxes but like the the funny thing is though is because over to the centuries of us being a country, people they have so so much distrust. It's the weirdest thing because we're the most distrustful of the government, but also rely on it the most too. It's very mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. But because they so so much distrust, is like your taxes, like all the information for your taxes, they already have. It's right there, and it's in there. Yeah, they it's in the system. Already have it is already. Soon as you sign the yeah. dotted lines on your job, yeah, and you fill out that form. The, it already goes to the government. The government already knows everything. So, like, that's why uh, people from other countries. <laughs> you remember they were like people from other countries were literally confused because they were like, "Oh, when it's time to do taxes, we literally just go up there and it takes me five minutes." Yeah, because they go, they go to the, they go to the the government thing. All this stuff is already populated. <laughs> okay. And then taxes are done. What's crazy is, is TurboTax at the beginning of when you start the form, they'll be like, we're going to pull your records from last year. They're pulling them from the IRS. And then you're yeah. giving them the, they, they already, the information they claim they're pulling for you, the shit that you got in the mail. Like, oh, I don't know if I got my taxes this month in the mail so I can have this ID number that I can put in. They already have it. They're pulling it straight. They already have a direct line to the IRS that mailed you the same tax form. They have that shit. You fill it out. They charge you for taking deductions and then they send it right back. The only thing they yeah. needed from you was the okay, the signature, and your credit card number. Yeah. Like so it's it's like and and it's not until you really think about it like that 
that you realize that taxes in general, the way it's done is very asinine. It is literally saying, Hey, I've already, it's like delivering mail somewhere and then paying somebody to go pick up that mail, bring it back to you, show you that, Hey, it did get delivered. And I'm now I'm going to take it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, what? Like, that's dumb. <laughs> it's not, it's not even just that though. Like the whole, the whole ideology or the whole, like, like I hate when tax season hits because you see so many people talk about what they're about to do with their tax return money. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you do realize that taxes ain't taxes essentially is you gave the government $20 and the government's like, you know what? Uh, we don't, we, we only needed five. No, no, no right. right. They're like, they're like, you gave them $20. They only needed five. They're going to give you back three. That's what taxes is. You're not, not only are you yeah. overspending, but then you getting undercut. Can you imagine giving a loan to the motherfucker $10 and he coming back to you and he's been like, oh, bro, check it out. I only needed five, but I only got like two or three to give you back. So here you go. And yeah. you celebrating that. Can you imagine that? Like, you, yeah. Yeah. oh man, you I got $3. Yeah. I'm going to go buy me a book. Get the fuck out you of want, here, dog. You want, you want your taxes to be around zero. That was you want to be. That means you gave them as much as they needed and they took from and you as you little get, as possible. You. Yeah. Yeah, and you got as much you can. Like, and these, this, this is well. Hopefully, this is for our younger. Where's my forty acres audience? Okay. <laughs> you can love them, but Bruh, you'd be surprised how many niggas yeah. our age celebrate getting their tax return. They like they be mad. Like needs to be like I only got I only got twelve hundred dollars in my tax returns, and I'd be like, that mean the government really took like three thousand dollars from you, <laughs> like three dollars like, more than they should have. I'm going into a new thing because I'm gonna basically be like an independent contractor now. So like I'm about to start either doing quarterly taxes or some other stuff. So I'm in, so I'm in, I'm I'm in a whole new thing that I'm already terrified about. A 1099. Yeah, so I'm like I already got an account that I'm taking like 30 percent of all my checks. Just go in that account. And that's not <laughs> counting like, what that's not even counting what I'm, Trump did, where he was giving people back more money from their checks and people were like oh my checks are big and it's like yeah but your tax is about to be a mess your and a lot of people owed crazy, a bunch son. of people owed this year and they were like I didn't know I was going oh yeah he was, he was allowing the government to take more money from you and for them not to be calculating your shit properly yeah they fucked up all of my industry cause like there's a lot of stuff that up until this year got written off cause of like work expenses cause it oh, takes a lot of shit to they do did that gig. so they, oh, that's gone. They did that for us too. So like Ashley, so this was a situation I had to do it this year. Ashley has student loans, significant mm-hmm. student loans, significant number Same. of student loans. Oh, as man, a, I, as I a teacher. I feel on that. Oh, I yep. feel on that. Yeah. So when they, when they sent her, when they were like, yo, you know, Ooh. give us the form so we can do your monthly payment. We can tell you how much you would pay income based. Well, this year they were like, oh, you're married. Oh, we need your husband's income too. And I was Digger. like, this is about to be a Ooh. fucking problem. And yeah, bruh, they came back and the number was rent. And I was like, nope, we need to, we got to get out of this. We got to get out of this. And she was like, well, how do we do it? I was like, basically, we're going to have to take a, a cut on our deductions by having us both file separately. So That's now, what my parents do. Yeah. So now we my dad claim. is a 1099 because he's a truck driver. And um, they started, they used to do that. And my mom was like, because my mom does the taxes. She said, nope, because they were going, they were, killing them what they yep. have to owe so yeah now they filed my mom does her taxes separately for my father Has so, like, I mean like it's, it's, the pool house. <laughs> so it's it's crazy because I remember when the one time I forgot to do my income loan 
uh, repay Big Junk. Mm. And they sent me that bill. They're like, you old. I was like, huh? Yep. Almost fainted. I said, no, not today, Jesus. But it's, it's, say, it's such a broken system because Ashley doesn't get income-based jobs based off of my income. So how are you right. How are you getting her to pay you back? Okay. Financial say, you aid pay that based on my income. <laughs> hey, I was, I was like, first of all, in a two-person two household. Like it, it shouldn't even say for sickness or for health no more, for, for, for is, financial is, gain and security. It's hella crazy because they be like, <laughs> she's, not, she's not a dependent, right? She's not my child. I don't claim her. And those aren't, they didn't give me financial aid. That's not the financial aid. They like all her, her signature and her name is on those papers. Yeah, not mine. You're one now, nigga. You're one. <laughs> <laughs> Which at, at this point, it's kind of, I'm looking at this shit. I'm kind of like, hey, bro, it's better for you probably not to get married and buy a home together and then file your taxes if y'all got loans. Nigga, I'm gonna tell you right now. Me and my girl have have had these conversations. You have to because we it, have it's literally a that's broken. Had, mm-hmm. We have literally had this conversation, especially me like, like I said with the, with the 1099 job. Because like I'm in, I like I'm in a whole like this young is just new to me. I'm like yeah. I don't know. And the thing is, I try not to get too happy because the checks look nice. Because yeah, you know, my dad does the same thing. Right, he puts a little bit to the side. You know, my mom, you know, makes him keep well now that he uploads all his stuff so he learned how to put everything in um like excel and stuff um especially with his invoices and things like that Mm -hmm. but um yeah that that was the best mama said that was the best thing that they did that they filed separately because yeah because it would have never worked out it's a hustle bro and you gotta you gotta financially learn the system like i know as 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 our generation is raising up the next we absolutely these conversations that y'all listen to us have right now. Like we got y'all got to have these conversations with your kids. Y'all got to have these conversations with your siblings that might be younger than you that might be going to institutions that don't know no better yet. Like this, the whole no. financial aid shit. Like I, I remember, I remember watching people take financial aid like it was candy, and I was like, bro, you don't understand what you're doing. Like what's going to end up happening is you borrowing, t- you borrowing ten today, you gonna owe sixty tomorrow. Y'all need to chill out with this money. Like, if you don't need that shit, give it back immediately. Don't be like, oh, no. should I give, should I, they, they gave me too much. This must be a mistake. It's not a fucking mistake. It's a fucking trap. If it's too good to be true, it's a fucking trap. Yeah. Like, oh, take, I remember like, those I, days. I they, wish I could go um, back. I didn't know that life. Boy, I wish I could go back and some of the things would just be like, nope, I'm going to mm. take this and send this right back to them. But like me, felt- I, mine was reasonable until I went back to get my master's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's when shit got dumb. Them grad and prices per hour, bro. Yeah, those are like nigga, crazy. Nigga, 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 nine hundred dollars an hour in a three credit nigga. class. No, oh that shit shot up. And the funny thing is, mine is still about uh, maybe thirty thousand dollars lower than some of my colleagues. That I that I have multiple people that I work with. This nigga is, is a nice ass decked out Camry lower than his colleagues. Like, yeah, a twenty nineteen, a twenty twenty Camry. They always I'm say that my uh, I, I think I, I believe that's when I got there, bro. I keep now like my girl. She done paid hers off, and nice. and I and I be I be so happy for her. But I think I owe a seven series BMW. Maybe hey, Ooh, it's real God. out here. Maybe I usually keep I usually keep track <laughs> of where it's at. 
Damn, not the seven sixty five I. Let me let me see what the seven sixty five I is running for, bro. I don't know. I don't know if I'm up there yet. And you be looking oh, at please, what these people please owe. Please load it. You, please you, load it. Let me you be you be looking at what you owe. You look at what you make. The possibility of what you might make in fifteen twenty no, years. I, and whew. like like I mean, just the reality. I'm not saying you'll make enough. Not I'm saying seven sixty five, bro. Nah, man. Nah, man. I got to a little bit. That's and, you got you look at you look at all of that shit, <laughs> right? And then you hear these white people is trying to cheat the system, and they out here driving the car that Twan owes when yeah, they drop their kids I'm a, off. I'm in the five series right now. <laughs> ain't that That's much? Ain't, ain't that much lower? But it ain't as depressing, <laughs> right? That's the important part. Seven sixty five, and that's the shit I'm talking about. I was about to go rob a bank. That's the shit I was talking about earlier. Instead of instead I of putting us in situations right now, I'm glad y'all would talk about that. <laughs> instead of putting people in situations like Twan, like us, in situations where we don't owe that much in loans, we can't put that money towards other stuff that brings up the economy that makes corporations and businesses money, like a house for me. <laughs> like you know, like you got all these people. It. You got all. Think about that though. You got all. How many? How many niggas? The each each one of y'all. Like let's be real. We all on Facebook. How many friends do you have that are now realtors? I got about ten. I, you know what? Three, I've seen a, I've seen a lot four. that do. Yeah, more, more. Now that you say it, more. <laughs> Bruh, I, everybody I, saw I the house. That. More I'm not that. saying anything. <laughs> everybody selling the house right now. Everybody, yo, bro, I got this house though. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. And I'll be like, who y'all selling them to? Because all of these niggas got financial aid out the wazig nigga. Who you selling these homes to? Like, and, and it's and it's crazy. Like, we need we need like and and people be like, oh, you know, it's it's loans and all this. You should be able to, and it's like, nah, man. Like, school never never should cost this much. Nah. The school it, it went up in exorbitant amount. That's why the baby you know, boomers be like, like the, when they talk shit about our generation. But bro, what y'all was paying to go to school, what you were paying for homes was absolutely reasonable. Yeah, and of course. And, it, and the thing is, I would like to tell some baby boomers, I'm like, you fully do understand that, like, what you did, what you paid was reasonable. You could pay it back if you work. You know, if you work, you had a decent job, not not a good job. At a decent, decent. Job, right? With some benefits, stuff like that. But at some point around like the seventies and eighties, what they started paying people started stopping. But cost of living kept going the fuck up. <laughs> and yep. that just kept going up. Everything else stayed steady. What they paid us stayed steady. I tell you this, I, I everything I, else fucking went up. I appreciate equity. I do. But if you paid seventy thousand dollars for a home and that shit is worth seven hundred thousand dollars a day. That's why our economy is fucked up. That's insane. Cause niggas ain't make seven hundred percent more. Like niggas was it's more like a hundred percent more, some thousand percent more, some shit. Like niggas ain't make that much more now than back then. People talk about inflation, but nah, it's still a whole lot of poor ass people out here. Yeah. Despite like, talking about like, inflation. Come usually, on. Usually like what you get what you get paid, salaries, all that stuff, minimum wage, all that stuff usually raises with inflation. 
And then around the nineties, that stopped happening. So everything else started getting inflated. So it's like, Hey, everything, like you think of everybody, everything used to be, if you, you paid, you got, you made $10, then this cost 20. All right. And now, oh, oh, now this costs 22. So now you make $12, you know, stuff like that. And it was like, no, right. now you still make $12. This costs 44 now. Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah. still make $12. This now is 55. <laughs> like, that's what, that's what started to happen. So then when you had those people who be like, well, why can you do it like that? Like, because it's nearly impossible to do it like that. And the thing is, baby, I want to know why y'all surprised. Y'all should understand because y'all the ones who have kids who are in crippling student. We are the most educated generation. But we can't use this because we because we have this debt that we have to come out from under. It, and then you know, you're talking about people our age who we all graduated at what the the worst financial crisis, bro. The, the home the home crisis like was no crazy. greater than it was it was worse than the Great Depression. Just the only fact is because we had some safeguards, we weren't all standing in bread lines. But literally financially, money wise, it was worse than the Great Depression. Happened in what 2007, 2008. Yep. All of us graduated. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Be the first ones to say people whine all oh, these entitled millennials. They yo kids. What the fuck? Like, what? Who are you talking about? When you talk about Generation Y, they entitled. They your fucking kids. Y'all yeah, get man, that we, shit. We sorry that we want like decent wages I, and a house and, and a job that we that we all get educated for. <laughs> We sorry that it's asking for but a like, lot. But also, but also right. though, like they, the b- baby boomers who complain about that shit are the ones who grew the economy and the business structure that we're trapped in today. They're the ones who headlined the entrepreneurship values that we all, that motherfuckers thrive for and strive hey. for now. They weren't the, they weren't fucking out there in Silicon Valley developing new fucking technology hey. and shit like that. That came, that came with our generation. And the generation coming behind us. So the advancements and shit that people are experiencing now and the billion buku boom that motherfuckers are benefiting from now, that wasn't their generation. But the the funny thing is they're always like anytime I see somebody who like who's older who talks about kids being entitled and you know, when they talk about participation trophies and shit like that, and I'd be like, But you, y'all y'all raised us. Like this is your I, Yeah. This is like like <laughs> we, we didn't raise yeah, ourselves. We didn't just pop out and just be like, hey, we here, and we, you know, so, yeah, if you see somebody that's an entitled brat, then you need to blame their parents, because that's where it came from. Like, which they, which just, is your they friends. They just come out with this. Their parents is you know, your friends. All. But, like, we are now, because we're more educated, because we're more aware, now we're asking for stuff at the age of 25 that you didn't know about because you didn't ask about until you were 45. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's that's the issue. So you sitting there like, oh, why are you asked about this too early? No, we know now. And then when we got thrown into this depression, you had nothing else but to know. I look, I remember having a college education still folding t shirts. Bruh. When I was working like, at Value City Furniture with a fucking degree, like in a warehouse throwing pillow top mattresses all day. With with other motherfuckers who probably had better degrees than you too. Yeah, like, exactly. It was like it was like it was just you. No. <laughs> like everybody not at all. Everybody was there. Just like just trying to keep the check engine light off. Yeah, and then the, and then for me to get the to get the job that I wanted, there's like, you know what, hey man, you know you already broke from this one, but you know what you need? More, more education <laughs> that costs more money. More education that they don't have more jobs for available out here when you get that shit done. First one to tell you, you go to college and then when you get out, where are you supposed to go? 
I've told I've I've you know me, I've been working with kids since I got out of college and I have told so many kids like they be like, well, what do you think you should do? I said, Do you they be like, Do you they be like, should I go to college? I'd be like, mm, let's figure this out. Right. What, what is it that you what want you to going do? For? I don't I don't just I never I've never told a quick kid, yes, you go to college. I go, what do you want to do? What do you have an interest in? I don't need a college degree to do my do, job that I have right what, now. What do you have a what do you have a skill in? Because what you need is a marketable skill. That's it. That's all it is. That's all you you need a marketable skill. Now, if you say, hey, this is something I like and this is something I want to pursue, then we go see what you need to pursue that. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be college. Like I would like and they look at me and they'd be like, What? And I and I told one kid because he was like, he'd love to work with his hands. And he yeah. wanted to get, he wanted to do like uh, HVAC and stuff. So I told him, I said, look, I went to college. I would think I was 24 at the time. I said, I went to college. I sit here, I'm doing this. I said, you right now could go here, get your HVAC certification in about six months, work under this. I talked to one person, work under this person as an apprentice. And I said, and by, I said, you're 17 now. By the time you finish that, I said, by the time you're 21, you could probably have your own van working out your own stuff and be making more money, making double the money I'm making right now. Right. And, and he was for, like, huh? And I said, yeah. And that's for some industries, but like for other yeah. industries, for, in- for instance, like for Mike's industry, yeah, they could do what you do. And then there are other facets of the music industry they might want to get into, oh, like a recruiting or stuff like that. And you could start off that stuff. The best way to get into that stuff is internships. Well, Dude, internships are like you need to go to college, right. which is yeah. bogus as fuck. Like if you like, it let's say, bogus. you know, let's say, you know, it, let's say, you know, it, and you go and you apply for a job doing it work for Dell. The first thing Dell's going to ask you is what college you went to, which is a unnecessary question. It, it, who gives a fuck what college you went to? If you already know networking and OS coding. Like, why the fuck do you, why does that matter? If you know Python or Ruby, if you it's know a, database, first question be, can you sequels, code? right? That should be it. What language do you code in? What OS right. system do you language, work on? Yeah. What language or languages do you code in? They're asking you what your, what degree you at? Like, like, like there's a, like there's a Linux Institute. Bruh. What? I have my, uh, masters in C++. <laughs> That is, it's crazy. They do, and they do shit like that because I, again, I feel like they have relationships with these institutions where they're pulling candidates specifically from institutions. And they're, I mean, they're molding whole departments in college. Yeah. It's like, it's like you got those nefarious parts of the quid pro quo between companies and colleges. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you also have some people where it's just like because some the status quo because something has always been that is the way it has to be. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you don't question it for anything. Like I like uh, the easy way I could put it is looking like at the like NBA now, right? The NBA with like when it comes to like the NBA and football, you got to go to college to get in there because college is pretty much the minor leagues. Yes. And there's no other way to do it but to go to college. But then they get mad at the kids because they go to college and then leave to go to the NBA. <laughs> and they'd be like, well, why did you respect college? It's like, no, what, this was the only step I could right. go to get there. And It's not like soccer ask, where you can be playing yeah. professionally at 14. 
so when people ask, they're like, well, 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 you should just do that. You should respect college. And when now you got people asking, like, why? What is the point of this? The whole point exactly. of me is to get this skill so I can play in this thing. I'm doing job training and I've completed enough for me to go pro and do my that job. I, that I have a small window to do. So now you got like, I think the NBA is kind of doing it with the G League. But what they need to do is just make it like, hey, this is G League. You can come in here once you graduate. It's ran by the teens. If you're good enough, you can get it here. And this could be the place that you develop. And right. you get paid to develop. Why we have this middleman? Because it's always there. It's the, it's the thing that people think we should do. But because there's so many relationships that go back and forth, and there's money that's made on it, and people just being like, oh, we just going to keep this the same. And the thing is, it's like, no, do you have the skills to do it? Not did you go to this school? Do you have the skills to play in this game? It's like you said, do you have the skills to do this job? Yeah, which so is yeah, all if you come matter. out of high school and you have taught yourself the code and you know how to code in multiple languages, then why shouldn't you be able to go and try to get a job at these places? If you taught yourself the code, that's the person I want. Why I want the person that needed to go to multiple classes to learn how to code over the person that sat in their house and figured that shit out themselves. That's the person I want troubleshooting shit with me, the person that figured out themselves and didn't need to go to a class to teach them how to fucking troubleshoot. I'm not saying that if you go to class and learn how to troubleshoot, that's something you can do to better your skills. I'm just telling you who to better like candidate is off jump. All right. If I ain't got to teach you how to dribble, if you already know how to fucking dribble, that's the person I want on my team. The game is the way it is, but they do this shit because they had those relationships and with sports, it's because it's sports and there's so much fucking money in the way they're doing it. Like it's, it's not for the benefit of other people. It's for the benefit of people's sales, sales of the institutions, sales of these companies. They got, they're bringing kids they're bringing kids into these like IT programs and these big corporations with 300,000 employees and 600,000 fucking employees. They're bringing them in and paying them 55, 60,000 a year. And, you know, coming in at that, at that much money at that age, depending upon what area you live in, you will look at that and be like, Oh shit, that's, that's, that's gang money. Right. That's what's up. Yeah. They're paying you that to work on $30 million contract jobs that are being managed by dinosaurs who haven't learned a new skill in 25 years and are making $300,000 a year. Like I'm, I'm, I'm already had my mindset. Like the next thing I'm trying to do is get my fucking PMP and manage it. I ain't trying to learn no new shit. I'm going to manage a bunch of kids coming out of college and just like, Hey, Hey, you, you know, how many, how many coding languages do you speak? I want him on my team. I need the basic understanding knowledge of what the fuck you doing, which I can already got because I'm self-made. And from there, just manage a group. It's so much money that they're not, that they're not giving people who deserve it. And so much money that they're making off of these young minds. Like it's, it's just crazy. And then the whole time they're making this money off of you, the whole time they're, they're heavily dependent on you. They make you feel like you haven't earned enough yet. So they're, yeah. they're they're playing with your mindset like, too to manipulate then, you. You got you got people in those places that be like, "Well, I had to struggle to just uh, how it is," and it's not a thing where like if I had to struggle through something, then I usually look back at somebody else and be like, "Hey, man, don't do this because I had to struggle with it." But that's not. But that's it's, to me. That's kind of <laughs> like the whole when you're so so to me that's relative to the situation of when mothers be like, "Oh, I can't wait for my daughter to get pregnant." 
so you can know what it's like to be a mother. Damn, for real? Like, you don't make it sound wonderful. I know it's about kids, but you make it sound like, oh, oh, wait till you, oh, wait till you have a kid. Oh, I can't wait till you have a kid. I hate when I hear shit like that. I'm like, that's, that's real negative. That's like, you want me to be punished? Like you felt like you were? And it's the same thing with these jobs. Like the whole, the, for instance, the whole work from home shit. And people be like, I don't, you, you should have to come into the office every day. Why? If you, if the, if the work is getting done and the productivity is there and everybody's making their money, what does it matter if I do it in a suit and tie or if I do it in my fucking pajamas, if I don't have to interact yeah. with anyone on that type of level? There was an, there was an economist in the seventies that figured that by the time we get to like the 2000 stuff, it would be like four day, it'll be like four hour work days. It's and and most people that's how much they, work they do in a day. It's about four so they, hours. They just said that's. They just said this is where stuff is trending with with just the technology and all that stuff. That was just them predicting this is where it's going to go. And I remember telling my girl one time, I said, if I had a if I had a company and I ran like that, I would be like, if you finish your work, go home. Go home. You would still get paid your a living wage, but go home because it you will become more productive. And you won't be sitting here doing what most people do in office jobs is take work that you can really just literally probably knock out in three to four hours. And then you spread it out <laughs> across eight because you got to be there. And it then makes you less productive. But it's it's not even just that. I want you to like take it to the take it to this level. Like I won't say the next level. I'll say another level. So let's take it to this level. though. Look at it this way. Let's say you have a person who works. 40 hours a week or whatever, right? We, the, the world that we're, that we're in now, we're, we're in the Amazon age where everything is 24 seven. You want everything now. You want everything instantly. And everybody, somebody's always up and somebody's always doing something. Services always need to be provided. People want instant, 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 everything, right? So you have to supply the workforce for that, right? You have to have people, you have to have services available for your customers around the fucking clock. That is the age that we're in. That is what technology has done for us, right? If that's the case, why stagnate yourself to an eight-hour workday? Why have people come in at eight in the morning and leave at four? So then you don't have any fucking services after four o'clock and nothing before eight. Why don't you give people a flexible work schedule? Which is really what they're doing now when they have people on call. Like my job, yes, I'm in the office and I'm doing work. But the, re the environment is a bit more lax because if they need to call me at 12 at night, then I'm not, I don't feel like, oh, I just worked nine whole straight hours. Like, why are y'all still calling me? If I'm like, yo, can I work from home? That time gets allotted somewhere else. So if I work from home on a Friday or a Thursday, if they have to call me on Monday at seven at night to do an hour's worth of work because something happened to the system and a customer cannot get what they need, then I'm available. Tonight I went to work. I went to work today. As soon as I got home, I got a fucking phone call. I was on the phone till nine. So 30 minutes before we started this show, I was on the phone. And like, I'll look at that. And most people look at that and be like, Oh, I'm going to take half a day tomorrow or whatever, because I worked four hours at home. Or I'll be like, I'm working from home next Monday. <laughs> and it won't be any argument because they know that if they need to get in contact with me, they know if something breaks, then I'm available or I will be available or I will try to make myself available given the circumstances. If I'm not available, yeah. I'm just not available. But that is the way it's it, with IT 
right now and a lot of things relative to IT, which is almost every fucking thing. You know, if you sell clothes, you're dealing with IT. You're dealing with 24-7 around the work retail type stuff, especially mm-hmm. if you're online. You want people to be available. You need to create the environment and the flexibility for them to be available. So then they won't mind giving you a little bit of their time when you might need them at night or late in the afternoon or early in the morning. See, yeah. if you know you don't have to get up and go to work, if you know you don't have to get up, take a shower, get dressed, commute 40 minutes to a building to sit in a chair <laughs> for eight hours to get off, commute back home and be tired as fuck, raise your kids, cook them dinner, feed your dog, walk your cat, whatever the fuck you do when you're weird ass world, nigga, I don't know. Like, if you we don't want people, <laughs> if you don't want people to feel like they're stuck in that cycle, that laborious cycle, if you don't want them to feel like they're stuck in that, you need to provide the comfort and the flexibility for them to be proud that they're working for your company and working with you. No, but people don't think like that. No, it's it's so it's such a simple thing because like they're all there are going to still be some jobs where you have to come in where people are going to have to work longer hours, longer you know longer shifts. But all of this should be, it should be pursuant to the job. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't just be like you, we're going to work this blanket eight hours just, just because like the eight hour work week came in because at one point they were working people crazy, hours. <laughs> like t- 10, 12 hours every day. So they came with like, look, you can't do more than eight. This is, this is unfair. Y'all are working too hard. And this That's what unions fought for. But it wasn't a thing of saying, like, this is what it's going to always be, and this is what it should be for every single thing. Thing We know things don't, the, the things that they were building then don't take the same amount of time now nah. and all that stuff. You know, uh, my girl reads, like, contracts and stuff and then sees, and sends, like, emails. She can literally do that from her house. Now, me, my job is different. I go counsel people. You have to go I, interact with I'm people. Have to yeah, you got to be there. Like, I understand, like, and I fully understand that, and I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? But if you if you have a job where you don't have to do that, if I had a company where I had a job where I wouldn't have to do that, I'd be like, no, stay at home. You know what that's going to save me? Money and overhead <laughs> of having a goddamn building that I got to keep keep warm <laughs> so y'all can come here and then I got to put all this security on my computer so you don't go on Facebook all day because that's where you stay at because you're fucking bored because you ain't, you ain't be, yeah you, know, you, you're doing all this stuff because you're literally like being like uh, I mean I could be done now but what's the point of getting all this goddamn work done if I'm just going to be sitting here for another six fucking hours <laughs> furniture all that y'all, do you know y'all I, mean? know, I can save all this overhead hey, hey dog <laughs> do y'all know that there is a fee there is a hefty charge for relocating employees in a business building like if you if they're like you are now move, moving from the j section to the m section what there's a whole there's a whole process in place and oh, yeah. money and huge huge amounts of money involved for them yep. to pack up your shit and move you to another cubicle. Like these are the type of expenses that go into like what Tom was saying, owning a building or they space for people for to work in. Unnecessary overhead. That's what it's called. But, but, it's, but, but you, <laughs> that's like, that's what all of that is worth. Uh, yeah, they, the, it's, 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 a it's lot of unnecessary, money. but there's a method to the madness because they get certain yes, certain finances and stuff, certain uh, uh, amounts of money or grant or type money that they get is based on how much they spend. 
So what you start getting is when it gets close, like your fiscal, like the end of the, 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 the end of your, your fiscal pay or whatever, the end of the year where you go back out and you're like, we need this much money to run our department. Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's like you, yeah, just budgets. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's what I, that's what I was looking for. But fiscal budget shit. When you get to the end of the year, or close to that, where they're like, "Oh, you spent mm, two million dollars less this year than you did last year." So when we give you that so budget, it's going to be three million dollars yeah. less. People like, "Hey, who wants new computers? Hey, yeah. who wants new <laughs> chips?" Just start buying stuff. No, so many people like the military loves doing that, bro. They, they did it at my last the military buys all kinds of dumb stuff, buys planes, buys all kinds of stuff, and stuff just sitting around in there because it's literally like if we don't use it, we'll then I think it. where the budget stays the same because people are trying to scrimp and save wherever they can, not just being smart with it, just being like, oh, you've been under, but also being like, hey, do we really need this? Because we maybe just don't really need this amount of money, but. I don't want to change my paycheck. So, no. Nope. No, it's not it's not even paycheck. It's not so so that's the other place I was going to go. It's not even paycheck based because the amount of money that that budget money is for corporate spending stuff. So like if you need to buy like machines or you need to buy stuff for the office or you need to buy like you need to to for business meetings and stuff like that, that's where that budget, the budget that the 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 actual pay you get, your wages, that's a completely different budget. So look, that's if, why if they can spend can, that's can why they can spend your budget and actually spend less then what would be let's let's say if i i had a corporation right mm -hmm. and and i had you know i this year i realized you know what i don't need i've I've already updated the office you know what i mean mm -hmm. like when you update your house i've already put all the money in it's been updated you mm -hmm. know what i mean we got the new shit mm -hmm. all right and then it'd be like oh we're at the end of the fiscal year why would I want? And they'd be like, you know what? So now you're gonna get next less next year. Shouldn't I be like, all right, cool, because I don't really need it. No, because I t I'll tell you <laughs> why. This is this is why. It like that sounds simple, right? But you got to understand this. I, yeah, I, that's, that's why I'm asking the question. No, 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 right? You got to understand that this, like in my world anyway, like and, and I feel like it works everywhere else like this because everything is run in IT now. Everywhere you sell clothes, you need IT shit. Everything is run based on IT and technology changes every four to fucking six months, right? In advancement and, you know, one year it's, we got all new servers and then next year everybody wants to get into the fucking cloud, which is why when Amazon gets hacked, every one of y'all's favorite fucking social media sites goes down because they all have some shit on S3 now. It, it like monopolized. Amazon is the king. Does it monopolize, does Amazon like own like all the like was it web hosting their amazon so web everybody uses amazon everybody uses amazon's cloud like most big your 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 favorite like blog sites your favorite uh fashion sites stuff like that they probably What's deal it, in s3 it's like amazon media hosting the amazon something something no it's s3 it's it's the, it's the s3 cloud services that they that they use that's their store yeah. that's their media story that's their cloud that is the amazon cloud it's huge nobody is competing right now with them on that level but the reason that you don't want to lose your budget money is because that's how you pay for your equipment that's how you cover your equipment so let's say in in let's say in 2017 you brought a few new servers, you brought some machines, you paid for some support. Oh, yeah. the AWS. Most people, server. right, right. But, but see, when you pay for AWS, you're not paying for machines. What you're paying for is data, right? You're paying for internet, you're, you're paying for space, and you're paying for data usage, internet data usage, right? So that shit is hella fucking expensive. They charge them by, like, the, the megabyte and shit. And it's, like, a couple cents on the megabyte. But you figure 
you there's so many senses of megabytes in the internet like if you are servicing a million clients then you are the amount of traffic that you're driving per day they're charging you that it could be upwards of a couple million dollars a day that you are spending in driving that traffic because you're making 10 million dollars off of that shit but i digress the reason you don't want your budget to get smaller is because let's say in 2017 you you don't have to buy as much new equipment and everything is fine what happens if in 2018 you your support is up or a bunch of servers need to be upgraded and they break and you have less budget than you did the year before now you're fucked and in a lot of companies budget is done by department so it's it's not like the whole like the whole company might have a budget yes but like hr has a budget and like you know cloud services in a in a in a company might have a budget and like um you know um financial in a company might have their own budget. So then that becomes like a favoritism thing of, well, who deserves more budget? It's the same way that we do our taxes. Who deserves more cut from people's taxes, the military or civil servants who like is our, is our infrastructure, our road infrastructure. Does that deserve more tax money or does our defense deserve more tax money? It's the same way at a corporation. So, you know, like, like teachers are like, we got to spend all, we buy 4 million pencils. Before this fiscal like year is up or this month, this, this fiscal s- section is up, right? We on first quarter, fourth quarter, before that's up, make sure you spend that money because when they go to recalculate next year, we don't know exactly what we're going to need. And we have to budget off of maybes. It's maybe budgeting. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. Might as well be the weather. Dude, I'm just looking. I understand exactly what you're saying. But goddamn Amazon owns every fucking thing. Dog, Amazon <laughs> infiltrated the industry. There's there's two companies really there's two companies that rule the world right now. Amazon and Disney. Dog, Amazon Web <laughs> Services, when it comes just to cloud computing, mm-hmm. they own like thirty three almost basically take the other four places and combine them and they still they their share still is not as big as Amazon's. That's fucking ridiculous, dude. Mm-hmm. And it's Amazon's web service. So that's basically like Amazon, I mean, for all intents and purposes, owns a good portion of the internet. They made everything convenient. They made Ooh. it easy. And now that they got everybody Ooh. in it, they, they can up the prices and they can charge you whatever. And that's the scary part. The scary part is that they have infiltrated into so many different facets of the techno- technological world and social media and stuff like that. Their that revenue was $5.44 billion in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Not the year. In the first four months. <laughs> Jesus. That, that's what make Amazon Amazon. That's, that's what, you know... Basil's like, yeah, y'all go buy all this shit over here. <laughs> yeah, right. And you're gonna thank us for it. This, yeah, this is where this is where I build. This is where I get my money from. <laughs> Amazon, Amazon's every like Amazon has a Amazon has online retail, which is shedding, which is like giving Walmart hell, right? Giving Walmart and Target hell. When Walmart and Target were the ones giving your mom and pop shops hell ten or fifteen years ago, now Amazon yeah. is doing that. Right. So you got that part of the facet and then 
Amazon is on it with the delivery services. So they're giving UPS and FedEx a run for their money because they got their own white Amazon trucks and they got their own locker services and shit. Now I might as well be the Amazon post office where you go. So my brother, one of my, my youngest brother works for Amazon. He delivers the packages. He says that they do up to 50 pounds. And then after, if it's over 50 pounds, they got something with uh, FedEx or UPS where they'll deliver it for them. Then, you know, mm-hmm. they also work with, you know, the postal service. So mm-hmm. that's why sometimes the postal service will deliver your Amazon packages as well. Amazon got their hand everywhere. So that with their web services is literally like looking at a new neighborhood being like, hmm, I'm going to buy it make one hot like restaurant on it and everybody, you know, I want to come here. Like, Hey man, you want to come here too? I say, I say this little piece. <laughs> right. that's, that's basically what they're doing. I'm t- oh I'm, dog. I'm telling so you, deep. bro. I'm like, telling no, you if, every if, time. If Bezos comes out as a super villain, I'm going to fully understand and be behind it. Like I'm going to understand why he did I'm, it. Like, I'm telling you, bro. Every time like, was, one of your sites is front down, our faces the whole time. Every time you're like, Oh, um, Yo, the we went to YouTube and it's down. Or we went to Sony site and it's down. Or we went to fucking Twitter and it's down. Go see what's popping over Amazon. See if they having issues. Like see if there's a, if there was a a region or some shit on 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 their cloud service that got hacked. <laughs> because companies brought into this whole idea of the cloud, which I hate I hate when people say cloud and they look up. It's it's a it's a fucking term, you idiot. It's it just means that there are a bunch of servers housed in one area that a bunch of machines and whatnot are running on. It's not an actual no, sir. fucking no, cloud. sir. It's a cloud, sir. You nut. Damn it. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a it's a bunch of water vapor particles in the air that they have trained to carry information, like, sir. To carry data. Water that's vapor what data. It, that's what it is. Vapor data. You can't tell me anywhere. It is it, the, the whole like the it I I really was in meetings where I felt like there were people who did not understand what cloud meant. Be, we have to get oh, in the cloud. No, I no, I guarantee you were in meetings where people didn't understand what the cloud was. So how do we get in the cloud? Like, do we have to take our shoes off? Do we have to be invited. Is there an RSVP slip? Like, what are you talking about, bro? We could build our own cloud. We could. I could. I've actually considered this. I'm not going to do it because it would be too much work. I got. The way y'all use like Podomatic and all these other podcast services or all these hosting sites, I could absolutely buy a couple servers, take take a loan out, buy a couple servers, and start up a black podcast hosting network and charge half what y'all paying to these other greenness and dreamness and go to the, and go daddy this and all of that. Charge half of what they doing and make a couple million dollars like hey, look um so like what i got to learn um uh-huh. to get in this with you so so <laughs> so it's it 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 sounds it's not it. as it's not as easy as you think because once you do that you gotta oh, take I, didn't, I didn't think it was gonna be easy nigga but it's a couple million dollars you gotta I will work you gotta learn you gotta you gotta learn <laughs> I how would, to do i, I would try nigga. so you gotta learn how to do server management. you know what i mean like you gotta learn how to do server management you gotta learn networking you gotta learn security you gotta learn right. internet. You gotta learn backup. You gotta learn databasing. Hey man, <laughs> you gotta learn file you get, system you get, management. You got you got you got intelligent friends. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I don't have intelligent patients right now. Like it's that's a lot of work. I might as well just get paid to teach classes on how to do it. I could make good money doing that too. Here's how to start Dang your man. own platform. 
$400 a day for eight hour class, class full of 30 students. I could live off that. You would be ready to put your head through a brick wall after the first week. Bro, yeah, you, no, no, nah, nah, it, nah, it depends. I'm telling you, like, it'd be, I've been to so many IT, like 40 hour IT courses. And you, man, those courses, well, people would be like, um, when they, when they go to their job and they're like, I want to take a course. Cause there's, cause all the stuff that Amazon is doing, there's hundreds and hundreds of courses for this stuff. To become an Amazon, like a cloud administrator, cloud certified this, certified that, job starting off at like 150k for doing that, going and getting an Amazon certification and then going and applying for a job, they don't know what you can really do. They just know you got the cert. So Amazon charges like three thousand dollars, forty five hundred dollars for twenty sixteen hour class, where at the end you take a test, you might get your certification. So they're not only making money, they're not only making money off of the industry. They're not only making money off the retail. They making money off the education too. Cause they like, if it's Amazon services, who going to teach y'all how to do it, but us. And they're not the only, they, they didn't start that. All your, all your big IT companies were already doing stuff like that. Dell, Capital One, IBM, HP, a gateway before it went away. All of those companies were doing courses in education and you could get a discount if you worked for the company. So if you worked for Dell, you would get a discount on taking an education course. But if you were just an outsider, like I want to learn how to manage HP service or out, or if you're with HP, you actually like, I want to learn red hat Linux. Yeah, bro. You got to go take a certification course for that. And that shit probably starts at like $2,000. All right. Uzi Bird says yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they they basically were charging. They basically these companies charge people to come learn how to work for them. So before you even get in the door, before we even look at your resume, we are gonna make about we make a couple thousand dollars off of you. Mm -hmm. so you gonna pay us your first few paychecks. That's why I tell people go get a book. People like, should I take a certification course? I'd be like, you better go certify Barnes and Nobles. You better go to their their sec that that IT section or that tech section or that computer section. You better sit in there. And you better read them books. I had a girl at Starbucks. Uh, she was like, "What do you do for?" It? I don't know why people ask me that. Sometimes I walk into Starbucks. She was like, uh, "What do you do?" And I was like, "I do IT." Oh, I want to get into IT. How do you get into IT? Like, I feel like I just can't get into IT. I was like, go to Barnes and Nobles and buy a book. And she was like, no, really? I was like, yeah, really? No, I'm not joking. I'm so serious. Go to Barnes and Nobles. And what do you, what do you want to do? Uh, I feel like I kind of want to do programming. Go to Barnes and Nobles and pick one of these three programming languages, a book on it. Something, something for dummies. Do every example in the book twice take the test make sure you can do that shit off the top of your head and then go apply for a job that's how you get in IT look at all that knowledge y'all dropped tonight you should be charging them 
I, to me, it's it's uh, it's, it's well, we gonna make this premium. <laughs> <laughs> it's always funny when people make, but you smart. No, no, I'm not smart. I'm lazy as fuck, bro. I am in the position that I am because I am so fucking lazy about shit. I'm like, hey, I ain't trying to lift shit. I'm just what I gotta do. Hit a couple keys on this keyboard. All right, look what 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 that do? What that do? Uh, and like you said, the funny thing is, like, like because it has some type of interest with you, you're like, okay, cool, I do the work. Some people ain't willing to do the work. You and know that's what I mean? Fine. And like, I, I think that's the, the funny thing. Like, I never, I never fell into like, you know, when people like you have a passion for something. I said, no, I have enough. I feel like you have enough interest in something where the grind of learning it doesn't feel like that much of a grind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, like that's what it is. It's like, I can sit here and name stuff off the top of my head and got a book of mental disorders that I, from the test I took, I know pretty much front to back, but I was interested in it. So the grind of learning it wasn't that bad. But if you give me a book that's half as thick as the one I just learned, but it's on something I don't like, I'll be sitting here and be like, oh my God. Bro, all day. I remember when my boss you know told me to do certifications. They were like, we'll pay for it. We'll send you to take the classes. I was, I was like, all right, sign me up for a course. And I, I, I did that. I had to do that course every night for like two hours or some shit like that. It was the, it, it was the hard, it was the most annoying, tedious, hardest shit I've had to do since college. And it felt like I was back in college. And the whole reason I got out of college, cause I was like, I don't want to go back to fucking school. So when people were like, oh, you're going back to get your master's for what? No, I'm not going back to get my fucking master's. If I need to get a certification, I guess I'll force myself. But in reality, I can Google a whole lot of shit. I don't need to get, I don't need a fucking, man, y'all in these certs and I get it, man. It's it's good to have when you walking in the door and you ain't got no skill set to back that shit up. But if you bring me in, you like this machine, bro, what we got to do. Give me like a couple minutes to look at it and, and make sure Google it. Make sure I can get online. That's really all I fucking need. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's, it really it really is about the person. It ain't about your skill set. I put some shit on Facebook the other day. I was like, what's more valuable in the workplace than skills is having people who actually like you. They'll keep you around. People at a job will keep you around and you don't be doing Absolutely. shit, man. Yeah, you don't got to do shit, bro. They be like, we don't want to fire him because we like him. Dude, I... <laughs> I've seen it happen. Uh, I, I think that's me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause that's I, good. You know what I mean? But like, I think all of us have seen a person who has come into our job and you be like, nigga, you good. Oh, yeah. You are, you are good as shit. And then you look around like, where that nigga at? Where he go? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, where, 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 where he went to? Then I you mean, find out he just started some problem or, you know, something. A good fit for you know, the you know, organization. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like, in, a in, lot of stuff, I mean, like, the, like the, the new job I just got, like, is her place. So she's kind of looking like, I had some people that had vouched for me, right? But she wanted to talk to me and, and get a feel for me. That's the way in the door. Because she was like, if you don't, if I didn't really have a feel for you, of, of you know, because at this point coming into it, I, I got all the, like, the experience, all the stuff that I need, the experience, all that stuff is there. You know what I mean? So that's that part is fine. But now it's like, are you, can you fit into what we're doing here? Like if I come in here and I and I sit here and talk to you, 
and I automatically just talking to you, I don't like you for some reason, then I'm not going to hire you. Why would you want to bring a, that in? Why I'm, why I'm a mess of the, a good thing. So she's like, oh, I got people that already, that, that, that kind of already vouch for you too. And then when I talk to you, you know what? I like you. All right, cool. I could, <laughs> Let's it, get this a try. I could, you, I could bring somebody in who don't have half to half to, or half or, or even less the knowledge that I got or in it shit. Right. And I do not, I'm not a guru or any, I swear to God, y'all, I don't go home and read it shit. I don't know what's going on at these it companies. Oh, he, I don't, he know, doesn't people. I'll I don't be, know what the new hottest thing is. I don't even know what the newest fucking cell phone is. It is, is a pixel six out. Cause my pixel two is just fine. <laughs> like, I don't care about none of that shit. You know what I care about being able to purchase the home that I wanted to purchase, being able to buy shit when the fuck I want to buy it, being able to go out and do what the fuck I want to do when I want to do it. That's, that's all. That's the only reason I'm doing the job that I'm doing. If I didn't need, if, if I could do everything I wanted to do for less, I would absolutely be working less for it. Like that, that's just, that's just how, that's how I am. It's not about passion for me. It's about a hustle. But as far as working with people, bro, if you a cool ass person, I will work with you. Like I will, I will teach you how to do some shit. I will show you how to do it. I'll make sure that you get it. If you smart and you an asshole, don't fuck with me. I could give a fuck. I don't give a fuck how smart you are. If you, if you cannot work with people, you are a waste of fucking talent. What is the point of have? Would you rather have somebody that, that likes to, that likes to learn and is like not necessarily gung ho, but you know, like easy on the job to be around. Or would you rather have a fucking stickler? know it all. Dude, it's just I, hard to fucking it, work with. I don't care how fucking smart you are, man. It don't it blows, matter sometimes, it, man. Like that shit is infuriating. It blows my mind when I used to go in interviews, and I would be open about like what I like what I've struggled with or something like that. And then they'll tell you know what it's cool to see that you like you know you you're ready you're willing to learn and you're like humble. And I'm like, who comes in here cocky? So like, like I it, it like I can't fathom it. Like who comes in here being like I know every fucking thing? I'm the shit. You're welcome. And, I'm here. And, and 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 thinks that like people are gonna actually believe that, like I like who who has all that? And, they, and every time I say that, they be like, "You'll be surprised, bro." It's and it wow, works man. it works both ways. I did an interview one time, and like de- if you if you ever like Dev DevOps is the new thing in IT, right? In most cities, we're looking for DevOps people. DevOps people, uh, they want people they want programmers to be able to to spin up their own infrastructures and DevOps systems. That's like the new Metal Gear game. Hey, I mean. Metal- DevOps. But um <laughs> they I, I went to this interview one time in DC with this guy who is got who who they they won a contract from the government to start up a DevOps program for this facility in DC and I was taking his job and they had given me I didn't know what DevOps was. They had given me this test and it was it was it wasn't like a written test or anything. It was an it was like a um get on a computer and do some shit test. There was some coding involved, there was some some stuff I needed to generate and build. I didn't know what any of this shit was, right? The recruiter just sent it to me. And they were like, they need you to do this. And I was like, the fuck is this? So I hit the Googles. I was up for like four hours doing this shit, right? After work, after working a full day, four hours, did it all, figured it out, learned some new shit. I was like, okay, learn some shit. Was good. Redid it again, just to make sure that shit was tight. Went to the interview the next morning. I mean, woke up at like six, did it again, made sure it was tight, perfected it, zipped all my shit up, took it with me. Went to the interview. It was at like 10 or something, right? 
I get into this facility in uh in DC is I remember it was seventeen AM and I went to this spot and it was like by National Geographic and I was like, Oh, this is kinda cool. And I I walk up in this spot, right? And I go to do this interview. And I get in the room and I start interviewing this kid who maybe had been maybe like a year or two older than me. And he is this white dude, he is just the whole like I don't know if you ever met like cocky DC dudes, but they are they're so they can be so fucking annoying. And he is just like, oh, we won this contract. I'm the youngest person to do this and do that. Rah, 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 rah. So he starts looking at my resume. He's, still, he's like, I noticed you don't have any DevOps skills. I'm like, no, nah, I don't have any DevOps. Right? This is a term that y'all throwing around now, so I don't have specifically DevOps skills. Sorry, we didn't have a class at that ODU. And he's like, what school did you go to? I was like, I went to ODU. Oh, okay. They, they've, got like a, they've got like a something program, right? Kind of like a computer or something. I went to Virginia Tech. You know, they got like a something, something program. And I remember... I was in that interview and I was like, boy, I don't give a fuck what school you went to, bitch. <laughs> I'm sitting in this shit and I'm trying not to get an attitude, but he, his whole tone was constantly condescending, constantly just bragging, condescending. I'm the shit. I'm the shit. So at the end, and I started to like, like, I think I was like visually started to show that I wanted to punch him in the mouth. So he was like, you know, then he kind of toned it. He toned his tone down a bit. and. He called in the actual guys who own the company, right? He worked under them. He was like the manager recruiter. He was like the managing head DevOps person. But there were like three guys that, that were in that were the engineers that actually owned this company, right? So he brought them in. And they t- you know, they're telling me we're looking at your resume. We see that you don't have a lot of skills in this. You would be new to this. We would have to teach you some things, yada, 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 right? They look at the assignment that they gave me and they were like. So you actually completed the, uh, the, 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 you know, the exam that we gave you. We've done like seven interviews this week. You're the first one to complete it. I'm like, huh? Cause they, cause they had just been telling me they had interviewed some other people, older gentlemen, cause I'm a young black kid. I think I was like 28 or 29 at the time. They, oh, so they, they gave y'all something to do and you don't want to do it. I was it. the only one to finish it. I was the only one to finish it. I was, I had the was least. Was it that amount. hard or were they not like on point as candidates? Dog, I had the least amount of experience in what they needed someone for. And everyone they had interviewed that week before me up to the point where they got to me had more experience. Cause they, they made sure to say this. Everybody we've talked to have had more experience than you. They've been in the field longer than you, but you're the first one to actually complete this. And I was like, ain't that a good thing? Like that's, that should be like, Oh, this might be the person we want. They took it as, but because your resume ain't got all these accolades on it and these certs and you ain't been in the industry for 15 years, we would have to what? teach you how to, I, bruh, I swear to God, I've never had my mind blown in such a, what the fuck are what y'all talking about? Fashion? And so they sent me, they, they, they basically were like, um, they, they looked at it and they were like, well, you kind of made a mistake here, but you completed it and you're the first one to complete it. So, you know, like kudos to you. That's, that's pretty cool. And they, they completed the interview and it was like, but we're really, we're not sure if we would bring you in because of your experience level. I'm like, okay, whatever. At this point I was over the interview and, um, it was weird. Cause when I parked my car there that day, there was this uh, parking attendant working there and she actually like adjusted my collar. Cause you know, I had the suit and the, and the button up and the tie and shit on. She was like, hold on dog. Let me fix your collar. It was just random black girl. And she just like, yo, let me fix your collar, whatever. All right. You look good. You good. Good. You about to go to the interview. Right. I'm like, yeah. She's like, cool, cool, cool. You good. 
And I'm like, that was oh, the I best. I when black people look out for you. That oh, was the best interaction thing. I it had really, that day. It really is. That was the best interaction I had. So I leave this interview. I mean, I was hot when I left, dog. I was mad. And I, I'm leaving this interview. And I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm ne- I like, fuck everybody in this building. And I'm driving out of D.C. And I get a call from the recruiter. And she's like, so how did it go? And I'm like, you know, it, it went fine or whatever. Like, it's whatever. So she was like, um, well, they actually called and talked to me and they told me that they, 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 they liked the interview. They liked that you completed the assessment. Um, and, but they feel like your skill level is lacking. So I, I, I'm cool with saying this at the time I was making like 65 a year. And they told me they were like, if they, they would have to bring you, now mind you, I was making 65 a year in Baltimore. They were, this was an interview in the middle of DC, like two blocks from the white house. They were like, we need, they would have to bring you in at a, at a lower salary than they would the more experienced people that they had talked to. And I was like, okay, so what are we talking about? I think she said something like 43,000 a year. And I laughed. Like, I just, I laughed. I'm like, how are you going to, so you offer the person who completed the assessment that you've given other people who have not completed it. Did everything you wanted to do and going to offer less. Did, just did everything you wanted to do with no prior experience with it. No prior experience. It's, it's both sides, man. Like you can be interviewing people that are like that as well. They talk to you like they know your company better than you do. And they treat you like you should be happy to be interviewing them. You should be happy. I took the time to come do this interview and sit on your couch and impress you with my skill set. And I've been in the industry for 20 years. I know everything there is to know about everything. It's it's just, I don't want to work with you. I don't care how much you paying me either. They could offer me 85,000 a year at that time. And I would not have taken that job. I'd be like, nah. And you know, there are people that will tell you stuff like, well, you know, you got to learn to work with people and you got to learn it. No, 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 no. Cause what you'll end up getting is a 50 minute commute into DC for 85 K a year for on a contract that's worth $30 million working under some asshole that's making 700,000 a year who's treating you like shit. Nah, it's not worth it. And the same goes with hiring people. $700,000 that you're doing what exactly? Treating you like shit. That's all you got to do? Where's the application? <laughs> like, it, you got to go to Virginia Tech first, sir. Oh, I've been there. I walked in. I had a party on the campus once. You know, and it could be the other way. Guys are like, you should want to pay me whatever I want. And I'm not telling you to go in an interview and not ask for your worth. Absolutely ask for your worth wherever you go. Ask for 10% more than your worth, honestly. But being humble and being a good per- being a nice person, being likable. That that is a skill. Like, don't ever take that shit for granted. Sure is. Do not take that shit for granted. More people will want to keep you around for being likable than because you the guru. Right. Because most people ain't operating at guru level anyway. Most companies ain't operating at guru level at all. You know, so I keep this company afloat. Oh, yeah. All right, man. If you look at the way they promote people in your company and shit, 
it's people who've been rubbing elbows and shoulders with the right people. They're liked by people in certain positions and they move up. It don't matter if they got the knowledge or the skills at all. Trust me. It does not matter. They might not know shit from a sandwich, but (laughs) because they're liked, they got nice everything. All right, that was draining. (laughs) Just thinking about that interview makes me mad. It makes me so mad. I wouldn't know that white boy if I walked past him on the street today. I'm sure you wouldn't. You ever been so mad at somebody that you completely pushed them out? Like immediately? As soon as you don't (laughs) have to look at them no more, you you eject them from your brain? They're literally dead to you. Completely. Not even dead. They never existed. Never. Like, I couldn't tell you the person's name. Couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you what company it was. That's funny. All right. Yeah, man. He's like that sometimes. Uh, that's, that's, that's just. <laughs> it's funny. It's, it's, it's funny now. Yeah. Hindsight can make things a lot more funny than they are at the moment. I'll tell you that. Bruh. <laughs> it's a couple of times in my life I can tell you how mad I've been. <laughs> that I can tell you on that day. That that was absolutely the day that I would have risked it all. <laughs> risked it all to punch somebody <laughs> in the face. <laughs> Nigga, what's freedom? Pow. Like it was it was <laughs> I was mad. <laughs> I was so goddamn mad. I ain't never had a person talk down to me for going to college. That was that was a whole new experience. Oh, you went to ODU? That's cute. <laughs> I'm still paying back these loans, bitch. You could get uppercut. <laughs> really good, yo. You could catch this fire. But hopefully somebody learned something from the shit we talked about tonight. Because we talked about way too much shit for free. This is way, this is way more than Tariq Nasheed has ever given you niggas. Ever. <laughs> His whole fucking life. Uh, uh yeah. On that note, we're gonna end this. It got it got too real for a second. <laughs> this has been the Where's My Forty Acres podcast. Uh thank y'all for supporting the show. Shout out to Seriously. all the premium folks. Uh I hope we didn't put y'all to sleep. Sometimes Knowledge is naps. I hope we didn't knock y'all out. Uh, it's late. All of us got to go to work tomorrow, I'm sure. Right. I don't know about Twan, bro. Like, I don't know. I don't know when Twan go to work. I mean, not early in the morning. See, I don't know when Twan go to work. Hey, man, nobody wants to get canceled early in the morning. Uh, out here saving these kids. Somebody got to do it. And it ain't going to be me. It's not going to be me either. I'm lazy. <laughs> I'll save these computers. I'm not saving these kids. I just plug in microphone cables. Uh, my mom told That's me one time, she was, like a, she was like, you should get back to the community and like go work at a, like a big brother, big sister and teach kids computer stuff. And I was like, no. <laughs> you know. Or, wow. or I, I actually would be willing to do something like that, but not as my full time job. I was like, or I could go home and play Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'm Yo, just, I'm just I got Ultimate it. Alliance 3. That shit is fun as hell. I've been playing the shit out of Breath so of the Wild. If anybody got it, hit me up on Twitter. I'll give you my uh, in-game name, whatever the fuck, and we can go save the world together. Zelda, Zelda, Zelda. I'm just trying to find these shrines. I'm got you, bro. They out here. Some of them are tricky. Grind. That's all it is. But um, we will holler at y'all. Back in 100% Zelda. I don't know about all that. That's, that that's like that sounds like a feat. <laughs> it's a feat, all right. We will holler at y'all next time on the podcast. Hopefully, that's next week. But, Hopefully, uh, we'll see how it goes. Life is hard. Shit happens. Check the weather. But until then, keep refreshing your feed, premium people. Thank you. Shout out to everybody. I think we had like three new people sign up for premium this week. Hell yeah. Shout out to y'all. Uh, I'm sure that was because of the disaster casts and the, the Ratchet X-Men review and Child's Play talk that we did. A lot of people seem to be interested in hearing those conversations. So thank y'all for that. I submitted a post in the group talking about what could happen this month. Uh, just Orange New Black rant could happen. DJ Watch Fantastic Four, that could happen. I don't, Twine, I don't know if you know, but Dante's Peak is available on Hulu right now. So that oh, could happen. And somebody asked me about Hoodables. Um, I swear to God, y'all, I did not quit Hoodables. Shit just got weird and I had to figure out another way to do it. I think I figured it out. So hopefully that'll be back this month as well. I ain't making no promises, but I promise I'm going to do something. So till then, we'll highlight y'all. Peace.